Shalom to all. Today's Avos Kalam Daf Samach Vav, and we're starting Samach Hayomid Beis with the brand new halacha, halacha Hey, and in Vilna Sura Sadaf, it's on Lamed Dalad Amud Beis. And today's Daf is sponsored Lili Nishmas, Mars Miram Sar, Bas Biyakiv Moshe, Her Nishama should have an Aliyah. And the Mishnah tells us Hurachsha Ilas Hagafanim Al Gabi Tvua. If the wind blew some Gafanim on top of Tvua, so Yigdar Miad, he has to put a fence there right away, which means he first has to pull the vines back so they're not over the Tvua anymore, and then put up a fence there so the wind can't do it again. Now Vim Iru Ines, if an Ines happened and he didn't have a chance to put up a fence, mutter, even if it grew a little bit more, it's mutter, and there's no Isra of Kalayim, because again, he was an Inus. Another scenario, grain which is leaning underneath grapevines, and the same thing with vegetables, he just has to pull it back, and it doesn't become Usr. Now the Mishnah asks, from when do we say that underneath grapevines becomes Usr? Once it grows a third. Up until it grows a third of its regular growth, it's not going to be Usr. Once it hits a third of its regular growth, so then already it's called Tavua, and it would be Aser. Vanavim and grapes, when the grapes reach the size of a Pulalavan, a white bean, then they're going to become Aser as well. Continuing on, grain that dried out as much as it needs to, which means that it's fully ripened and it's not going to grow anymore. And Anavim that are fully ripened as well, they will not become Aser if there's grapes over this grain, so whichever one is completely ripened, it won't become Aser because it's not growing anymore. Now the Gemara begins by talking about the second case we mentioned, which is grain or vegetables that are leaning underneath the grapevine. So we had said in the Mishnah Machzir that he just takes the Tvua and he pulls it back, or he takes the Yerek, meaning the leaves of the Yerek, and he pulls them back, and they're not going to be Aser. However, now the Gemara tells us, according to Ben Azai, Yispar, he has to cut those. He can't pull them back. Those leaves that were underneath the grapevine, they have to be cut off. And Ashkach Tani was taught like this in a Brayso. Rabbi Kiva Amr, Rabbi Kiva says, Yachzir, it could just be pulled back. And Ben Azai, Amr, Ben Azai says, Yispar, it has to be cut. And we had asked in the Mishnah, when is it that we'll say that Tvua becomes Usr if it's underneath grapevines? Mishatashlish, once it grows a third. However, now the Gemara tells us, is Tanayotani Mishatashrish, there are those that teach in Abraisa from when it becomes rooted, meaning already once the roots start growing, this grain is automatically Usr, even though it didn't grow a third. Now, Mandar Mishatashrish, the Mandar of this Brisa that says that it becomes Usr once it already starts forming roots, Messiah Rabbi Yechanan. This is like Rabbi Yechanan, and we'll explain this in a moment. Mandar Mishatashlish, and according to the Mandar which is of our Mishnah, that it only becomes Usr once it grows a third, Messiah Rabbi Shaya, this is right for Rabbi Shaya. So if you remember in Perikei Halachavav, which was Nun Bezam Aleph, and a machlek is between Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Shaya, if we have grain growing underneath grapes, depending on which stage it reached, depends on what has to be done with it. Is it Yoifach, do we just turn it over, or do we have to take the kernels and scatter them, or do we have to burn everything? And we had said that according to Rabbi Shaya, the only time it's actually usher and has to be burned is once it reaches a third. And the other two stages we were talking about, either turning it over or scattering it, is not telling us that it's usher and the stalk itself is able to be used. However, Rabbi Yechon had said that no, in all three stages, everything is usher, the stalk and the small kernels, or the kernels that are already grown a third. And the only reason why we mentioned burning over there in regards to one of the stages and not all three of them is because that was the norm. But in all three stages, it's usher. And this fits perfectly over here. Rabbi Yechanan asers all stages, so he must hold that it becomes usher already once it takes root. And Rabbi Shaya only asers the last stage, and that's Mishatashlish once it grows a third. Continue to explain the mission, we said, grapes become usher if they're over grain. Once they reach the stage of Pulalavan, they're the size of a white bean. And Amrav Chanani, Brader of Hillel, he explains where does this come from? Dechsev, because the Pasuk says, Usfuas HaKarem. And before it reaches the size of a white bean, so it's not called Tfuas HaKarem. And last we had said in the Mishnah, Tua Shiyav Shavachulu, that if we have grain or grapes that are fully ripened, so they're not going to be Usr. Now the Gemara clarifies, Kinem Asnisa, what the Mishnah is telling us is, 
on Miscachois, they themselves won't be usher because his grain or grapes is fully ripened. So it's not considered like they're growing together with the other min. However, the other min, which is not fully ripened, will be usher. For example, let's say we have not fully ripened grain underneath fully ripened grapes, so the fully ripened grapes won't be usser, but the not fully ripened grain will become usser, and vice versa as well. And moving on to brand new halacha, halacha vav. Now before we start, it's important to know the difference between an atzitz nakov and atzitz she'enu nakov. This comes up all over shas. An atzitz nakov is a perforated flower pot, and enu nakov is a non-perforated flower pot. And according to many, as we're going to see in the Mishnah and Gemara, something planted in atzitz nakov is considered to actually be planted in the ground, because nutrients from the ground go through the hole in the bottom and nourish the plant. And this is even if it's not physically resting on the ground. However, something growing in Atzus Sheinunakov is not considered like it's in the ground because it's completely sealed on all sides. So bearing that in mind, the Mishnah tells us Atzus Nakov, if there's something planted in Atzus Nakov, it's a perforated flower pot, Mekadish Bekerem, that'll become Usr if it's in the vineyard because it's considered like it's planted in the vineyard itself, Nakov. However, if it's planted in a non-perforated flower pot, in a Mekadish, so it won't be Usr because it's not considered planted in there. However, Bshim and I, Reb Shimon says, Zevza Surin, both of them are Usr, meaning Lechatchila, he's not allowed to have it in his vineyard. However, they won't be usher if they're in there. That's even talking about an atzitz nakov. The mission continues with a similar halacha. Samach vavam on top. Hamavir atzitz nakov bekerem. If a person carries an atzitz nakov through a kerem and he doesn't even stop, he simply just walks through. Im haisiv masayim usher. If the thing growing in this atzitz nakov grew a two hundredth more while he was walking through the kerem, let's say it takes an hour for it to grow two hundredth more, and he has a huge kerem and it took him an hour to get through it. So whatever's planted in the atzitz nakov will be usher. And this is because of what we had said in the introduction to the mission. Even though the flower pot is not on the ground, it's still considered like it's getting nutrients from the ground because it goes through the hole in the bottom, and therefore the thing growing inside of Nakov would be Asr. Now the Gemara tells us, Tanu of Abraiso, Ein bein Atzus Nakov l'Atzus She'enu Nakov, there's no difference between a perforated flower pot and a non-perforated flower pot, Ella Hechshar Zrayim Balvad, except for Hechshar Zrayim. Now, what is Hechshar Zrayim? So, we know that produce can't be Makabal Toma unless it undergoes Hechshar. It has to be made susceptible to Makabal Toma, and that's accomplished by it becoming wet. Now, this is only after it's attached from the ground. While it's still in the ground or on the tree, it becoming wet is of no consequence. So, what we're saying over here is that there's no difference between something growing in Atzus Nakov and Atzus She'eni Nakov, except for Hechshar Zrayim. Namely, if it's growing in Atzus Nakov, so it's considered to be attached to the ground, and if it gets wet, it's still not Mokshar Lakabal Toma. But if it's growing in Atzus She'eni Nakov, so it's not considered attached to the ground, and therefore, if it gets wet, it is Mokshil Kabul Toma. Now, the Gemara clarifies Kreb Shimon. This is only like Reb Shimon, because although Reb Shimon in the Mishnah had said that there's no difference between Nakov and Ene Nakov, and neither is considered attached to the ground, that's only in regards to Kelayim. But in regards to Hechshar Zrayim, there is a difference. But according to the Rabbanon, Ischironin, there's even more differences between an Atzus Nakov and Atzus She'enu Nakov. One of them is as follows Atzus Nakov, Makadish Bekarem, Vishe'enu Nakov, Ene Makadish. Something planted in a perforated flower pot will be Makadish. Like we said in the Mishnah, and if it's in Atzus She'enu Nakov, it will not be Makadesh. Another example: Hatolish Me'Atzus Nakov Chayev Mishe'enu Nakov Potter. If a person uproots or takes something out of an Atzus Nakov on Shabbos, so he's Chayev for Tolish. It's like he pulled something directly out of the ground. But if he pulled something out of an Atzus She'enu Nakov on Shabbos, so he's Potter because it's not considered like it's in the ground. And lastly, what we had just mentioned, and this is even a corner of Shemin Atzus Nakov Ene Machshir Zrayim. Something planted in Atzus Nakov that becomes wet will not be Machshir Zrayim Vishe'enu Nakov. However, it's planted if it becomes wet, so there is over here because it's not considered attached to the ground. And now the Gemara gives us an explanation of why is it that something that's planted in Atzatz Nakov is not going to be if it becomes wet because it's considered like it's planted in the ground.
ground, even though again it's not physically in the ground. Rabbi Yisi Amr Stam. Rabbi Yisi said this Stam, whereas Rav Chanina Mati Bab Shemar Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. Rav Chanina was inclined to say there was a name of Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. Hatayr Ribas or Hatayr Ribsa, but the Haras Zrayim, the Tayr increased or is very wordy when it talks about Zrayim, something planted being Tahar. And Matam, what's the source for this? So the pasuk tells us, V'chiyipol Min Vlasam Al Kol Zera Zerua Asheri Zoreya. If their carcass, this is referring to a dead sheretz, falls on any zaira, which is zairua asheri zareya, which means any planted seed which is planted, taharu it's tahar. And we learn from here that since it talks about something being planted so many times in this pasuk, and then it says taharu it's tahar, we're referring to not only something which is physically planted in the ground, but even something that's in atzitz nakov, it's considered to be planted in the ground, and as much that if it gets wet, it's not considered to be moksher lekabel toma. And we continue with this. Tani was taught in a brisa atzitz she'enu nakov, something planted. Planted in Atzus Sheinanokov, it's not perforated. Masrois of Mehalacha, the chiv to take a miser off of this is only Mehalacha, meaning it's only a dindra banon. Utrumasai ena medamas, and the truma that's taken off of it is not medamas, which is the following din. We know that if truma falls into chulin, if there's not a proportion of one to a hundred truma to chulin, so then the whole mixture is called medoma, and it has to be treated as truma. But truma that was taken off of something that's growing in Atzus Sheinanokov is only midra banon, so it does not have this din of medoma. And lastly, if ain't chayav a person is not going to be chayv a chaymish for this. And this is referring to if a person eats truma by accident, he has to not only pay back what he ate, but he also has to add on an extra fifth of its value. But this does not apply to truma that was taken off of something grown in outside she'en Now we're going to have a number of questions. Rabbi Yassi Bayer, Rabbi Yassi asked the following, Would a person say on bread that was made from wheat that grew in outside she'en Maybe it's not considered like it grew in the ground, so it wouldn't get the brach of hamaitzi. Another question, Rabbi Yassi would we say that a dalas, a gourd growing inside of Atzus She'en Nakov, is considered like it's detached in order to use it as schach? Now, we're not talking about the actual gourd. We're talking about the long vines that grow from the gourd plant. So we know that a person cannot use something that's attached to the ground as a schach. For example, if he has a whole bunch of long vines that are attached to the ground, he can't put them on top of his sukkah for his schach. But what about something growing in Atzus She'en Nakov? Is it considered not attached to the ground to the extent that he's actually allowed to use it as schach or not? And another one, Rabbi Barpazi Bai, Rabbi Barpazi suggested, If a person planted five grapevines in five different flower pots that were not perforated, and he arranged them in a setup of two facing two with another one coming out like a tail, which we know is the classic setup of a kerem, so you would say that this is a kerem. Now this is a statement and not a question. And why is that? Because grapevines are considered trees. And with trees, there's no difference between an atzut she'enu nakov and an atzut nakov because the roots will grow through the atzitz, even if there's no hole in it. And that's why he's saying that if we have five vines planted in five different atzitzin she'inu nekuvin, and they're arranged like a kerem, so they would have a din of a kerem. However, the Gemara says that can't be because hafchai, let's say he turns them all around, and he faces one this way and faces the other one that way, v'yash kerem metaltal, do we have such a thing as a movable kerem? Obviously not. When we're dealing with a regular kerem, so its roots are in the ground, and these vines can't be moved. But in this setup of a kerem, the whole thing is movable. He could just simply pick up the flower pot and move it somewhere else, and therefore it would not have a din of a kerem. We're going to stop here for the day. We'll pick up tomorrow and continue to explain the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.